Welcome to the Talking Payroll Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Angwin. In this episode, I speak with Don Maguire. Don's the President of Employer Services International at ADP. Essentially, Don runs ADP's global business of all countries outside of the US and Canada. So Don spent the last 20 years at ADP just having his 20th anniversary in various roles. And in this conversation, he really lifts the bonnet on how a payroll provider works and what their challenges are. ADP is a huge company. They pay 14 million people. It's a 1.8 billion US dollar business, and they are in somewhere up to 145 countries. They've got 57,000 of their own employees. This is a really fascinating conversation, and I think you'll enjoy it. Enjoy this episode of Talking Payroll with Don McGuire. Good morning, Tracy. How are you? Good, thanks. And welcome, Don, to the Talking Payroll podcast. Thank you. Now, according to LinkedIn, which I've been, of course, doing some research on you, um, you've been at ADP for more than 20 years. I think your anniversary's just been this past August. Yes, I just, um, passed, I just passed 20 years. That's amazing. Your university education is interesting. In, um, you know, your background's in economics and French. How on earth did you go from economics and French in, into the payroll industry? Well, it's a long conversation to think about how many of us got into the payroll industry, interestingly. Uh, but uh, I think uh, I actually grew up a little bit all over the place. My father was in the Canadian military and uh, stationed in various places, including Germany and uh, parts of Quebec. So I kind of had a thing for languages, kept the languages going, uh, and then uh, didn't think I could make a living out of languages and uh, studied economics. So that's basically how that happened. And then from there, moved into uh, into accountancy and became a chartered accountant, and uh, then on to payroll. Okay, I mean, I worked for payroll software vendors myself for sixteen years, so I have got a bit of an insight what they're like from the inside. But I think many listeners wouldn't really have an understanding of how payroll vendor works. Uh, I'd say ADP would be the the largest payroll software and services provider in the world. Would that be right? I think that's correct. I think we're firmly number one. Yeah. Could you give, first of all, could you give the listeners an idea of what your role is now for ADP, your current role, and also for the volume of the businesses that you're responsible for in terms of countries, clients, and employees, perhaps? Yep. Okay. I can do that. So uh, I'm currently the president of Employer Services International, which means uh, you take care of everything pretty much outside of of Canada and the United States. So... So that spans from uh, certainly here where I'm based in, uh, in London in the EMEA region uh, to, uh, to uh, LATAM and Asia-Pac. And uh, we do have some uh, North American-based customers who use our global products from, uh, from a, US, uh, a U.S. headquarters, if you will. Uh, and we, um, we pay about 14 million people uh, around the world outside of the U.S. every payday. Uh, wow. We have roughly a $1.8 billion U.S. dollar business in uh, in the international markets. Wow. I think someone told me once, and I don't know whether this is still the case, that ADP in the States is so big you own a bank. <laughs> no, we don't own a bank. Uh, but uh, in the United States, we do pay, I believe, one in six employees. Wow. Maybe that was just a salesperson trying to uh, curry favor with me. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a big business. That's a lot of, that's a lot of pay slips. Um, What's the biggest challenge then for you in terms of an organization that's providing payroll services globally? What's your biggest challenge? 
Well, you know, for the folks who are going to be listening to this podcast and who are familiar with payroll, we know there are lots of challenges and lots of things happening um, around uh, around the world and all the markets. So, uh, one of the things that we offer is uh, is compliance and making sure that we're compliant in all of the jurisdictions. Uh, we offer payroll now either directly or indirectly through partners in 140, 145 countries and making sure we're on top of all the, uh, the legislative requirements and making sure statutory uh, compliance is correct is, of course, very, very important for us. Um, and there's no shortage of things happening. And so whether it's One Touch Payroll in Australia or initiatives in New Zealand or the French government for the first time starting income tax withholding uh, as an employer's responsibility to some of the things we've been through with real-time information in the UK, et cetera, et cetera, um, individual income tax uh, kicking in with uh, new regulations in China come January one. Uh, all of those things are uh, all of those things are, are very large and uh, large initiatives, and certainly it's uh, good to have a big footprint to make sure that we can stay on top of all of those things for our clients. So, I'm assuming you have a, a global team, a global compliance team that it's their job to to keep across all these uh, issues in all different countries. Yeah, so we have uh, we have. Uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of people who who do that for the organization and certainly in some of the larger markets we have people who are really close to uh, some of the legislative bodies uh, so um, through some of the payroll associations as well we're working with the payroll associations and the industry in general and then mm -hmm. as we get into some of the uh, some of the smaller geographies we certainly work uh, with partners and uh, and through other relationships to make sure that we can keep our, our clients uh, compliant. So you so you're responsible for whatever it is 140 or 145 countries less two. Yes. How many employees is, do you have? Like the, the work in the countries that you're responsible for, like in terms of ADP employees. Roughly, uh, roughly twelve and a half thousand. Okay. Okay, it's a big payroll itself. It's actually. You know, for the, is that is that about half of the? I mean, how many would be? How many ADP uh, employees would be in America? I'm just trying to get a sense as to how big the the states is compared to the rest of the world. Or, oh no, so the U.S. market is very large. Um, certainly, our most important market. Uh, ADP has roughly fifty-seven thousand employees. So of that, wow, okay. twelve and a half thousand would be uh, would be in the international space. Wow, that's that's um, just can't fathom those numbers in terms of uh, the the American business. Where do you think um, – yeah, people ask me a lot um, where payroll software is going. Where, where do you think payroll software is going, say, in the next three years? What sort of trends are you seeing and what are your clients asking for? I think we're seeing similar trends in, in payroll software and HR, HCM software more generally that reflect what else is – the other things going on, what else is going on in the, in the market. Um, certainly the, the adoption of mobile, <clears throat> which, we're, which we're well ahead on and have deployed in, in most, uh, most of the markets around the world – uh, ease of use, just the interaction between um, between the the employer and the payroll contacts, but also the employees. So, with mm -hmm. the uh, with the introduction of mobile apps and uh, having things at your fingertips on your phone, the, the the relationship with between ourselves and some of our employers' employees is actually becoming closer. So, uh, I expect to see those trends to continue. Uh, there's lots of new initiatives. Certainly, ADPs launched or talked about our next-gen priorities, and mm -hmm. um, doing things faster, cleaner, uh, in real time. Those are the those are the directions I think of the future. 
It's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, back in the day when I worked in the payroll software and services industry, you know, the, the level of client knowledge on software was, wasn't as high as it is now. And, um, you know, now I think if you, you don't get training on Facebook or your internet banking product on your phone, and it's sort of going towards that, isn't it? I'm saying, you know, if employees shouldn't really need any more than sort of 30 minutes training on how these apps work. Um, that's sort of what we're seeing in Australia, at least. Yeah. From an, an employee perspective, I certainly agree with you. And, you know, not many of us download the app to from our airline or our travel agent or, or from our bank and, and have to seek assistance. So from an employee perspective, that's definitely true. And <clears throat> for some of us who have a uh, teenage or, or young adult children, uh, they, they certainly don't know what a training manual is. So how easy is it to use? And if it can't be used, it's, it's not intuitive enough. So I think that intuitiveness is uh, certainly making its way into products. Um, and it's, on the, on the other hand, we're also seeing some similar things, for example, in the uh, in the payroll industry with the payroll professionals themselves. So many of the, the payroll professionals certainly have deep educations and deep knowledge of payroll. But in the day-to-day running of payroll, there's a lot of people involved who, who really don't have to have the, the depth of knowledge around the legislative setup, et cetera. And for them, it's making sure that we're providing good tools that, uh, that can be used to uh, to get the results they need and, and do the day-to-day, and certainly if you're into introducing a new pension scheme or, or a new stock option plan, you're going to have to have a different level of, uh, of understanding. But day in, day out, the tools that are available to the payroll experts, if you will, should be much more intuitive than they have been historically. Yeah, exactly. I like the way you describe them as tools as well, because one of my frustrations in the industry is when things go wrong, the first thing that normally happens if, you know, something gets in the paper or something, the first thing that typically happens is the payroll software is blamed. Oh, it was the software. It didn't, you know, but people forget that humans set up software and humans should be checking the outputs of software, you know, every week or fortnight or month. And, um, you know, I think not enough focus, certainly from an Australian point of view, is given to the fact that your payroll system is a tool that should be used by qualified people who it's a tool, but you can't completely rely on it. It doesn't, you know, do everything for you. You've got to make sure it's configured right and, and working correctly. Do you have many issues with that, with clients having to explain to them that whilst they're outsourcing the, they might be outsourcing the software or even the labor, that they're not actually outsourcing the responsibility? Yeah, I think it's always important to work with your clients to make sure that everyone understands what goes in and what comes out and to make sure it's what we expect to see. And, and that's as true in, with accounting systems or, or any system, as a matter of fact, as it is with payroll. And certainly no one likes to have payroll errors and making sure that we get the initial setups done and we, we go through the setup with our clients and make sure we do the, the payroll, the parallel runs and the payslip to payslip tests accurately, et cetera. Mm. Getting that initial setup done correctly is always key. And, you know, I think we all know that in the industry, we're down on ourselves and we sometimes see stories in the newspapers. But the reality is that in the vast majority of cases, in like whether it's five nines or six nines, I'm not sure, but it's always right. Um, you know, we always remember what we always remember the day the power went off and we always remember the day that my payslip was wrong. Fact <laughs> exactly. Is, fact is that the power doesn't go off very often, and the payslips aren't very often incorrect. But but I would agree yeah, with exactly. you that you, you know you, the software is important, but uh, the people who are using software need to be trained, and the people who do the setup need to be trained, and the people who evaluate the the outputs 
um, all the time, but certainly at the initial stages of, uh, of go live, need to be informed and understanding of the expected results. Mm, exactly right. What's the toughest, uh, toughest part of your job? I and mean, you've got a big job over a big geography. What's, what's the most difficult thing about, about that? I think there's, you know, there's a number of a number of things that uh, maintain focus. I'm, I'm very, very focused on making sure that I've got good people. I think, and not that it's I have to spend a lot of time or do I find getting good people toughest. But I think the toughest thing is to make sure you have a good team that can take care of the things you need to do around the globe. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you and I are talking. You're you're in Australia this morning or this evening, and I'm in uh, I'm in London this morning. So. Obviously, it's difficult sometimes to uh, keep in touch with people who are across multiple time zones. So making sure we have good teams, I think, is really important. Uh, and then back, of course, to just making sure that uh, the day-to-day business is running well, which it generally does. And as I said at the outset, in terms of uh, things and big challenges, just making sure that across the 140, 145 countries that we have we have compliance, and uh, if we can stay on top of those things at the top level, we can make sure that we can execute uh, in each of the local markets well. Mm. And given the you know ADP's size and the number of markets you work in, what what's the the biggest opportunity for ADP in terms of to influence both the market and employers right now? Yeah, I think uh, there are lots of opportunities for ADP in the market. I, I think we we recently went through an acquisition of a company called Solergo that uh, is in the uh, multi-country payroll space. And that, along with our uh, our streamline offer and our global view offer, present us the opportunity to continue to uh, expand into the multi-country payroll market. We're certainly seeing uh, across the world, around the world, uh, some continued emergence of uh, relationships between countries. So you know, we talk about Australia and New Zealand. We talk about UK, Ireland. We talk about Canada, US. We talk about France, Germany, uh, Malaysia, Singapore. There are some very tight some very tight uh, interrelated, interconnected economies and businesses are often setting themselves up in that way. So it's not uncommon here in EMEA, for example, to have uh, a client who has 50, 60 people in three or four countries. And mm. the, the overhead of trying to run payroll in all of those countries as a, on a one-off basis is, is a little bit daunting. Uh, we certainly have an opportunity to provide some tools and some systems to, to do that much, much easier, much more efficient for you so you can focus on what you do as opposed to focusing on doing payroll in four different jurisdictions with four different sets of legislation. So I think those are continued opportunities international as uh, the, uh, the domestic single country business continues to be very important and growing, but certainly the, the growth in the industry and the growth for ADP is very much coming from these multi-country opportunities. Yeah, it's definitely a, a trend that I'm seeing as well. Certainly in Australia, we're often one of those small countries that might have 50 or 60 employees. But, um, you know, if if it's an Australian business with, um, you know, other business, other countries, there really is a, an expectation, a trend towards an expectation for multi-country payroll. And I think, you know, very few organisations have really got it right. Um, I'm actually trying to get hold of one of your customers at the moment to try and get her on the podcast because it's one of the few really good stories about global payroll that I've heard recently. So um, hopefully we'll get that to air as quickly as possible. Well, I, and I can, I can um, certainly help you with some names if you're if you're looking for some other yeah. companies to talk about global payroll. <laughs> 
I would love that because it's 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 that one question I get asked uh, that I, I I struggle to to you know because obviously you've got to there could be any combination of countries so you might be able to get half of them when the vendor and then you'll have someone in Uzbekistan or something and you'll think oh don't know anyone who does that payroll yeah but 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 that's a but that's a good point I mean I think you know, one of the things that one of the things that we're now able to offer with the the additional twenty five countries I think we added with uh, with Solergo is uh, with the exception of some countries who we can't do business with because of trade embargoes or or another list of things that uh, prevent Australian companies and u s companies and u k companies from from doing things in uh, let's let's pick North Korea because I think that's one that's on everybody's list mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm. exception of that country I think uh, I think the globe's pretty well covered now yeah right amazing hey look Don it's been a real treat talking with you today I know that you're you're super busy it's the beginning of your day in London so I best get you uh, on the way to doing things that I'm sure are uh, important um, it's been really great to hear about you know the, the challenges and, and and what you do in your role um, thanks for being so honest with your sharing and letting me and our listeners take a little peek into your world and I look forward to seeing you in Australia very soon thank you Tracy Hi, this is Tracy. I hope you enjoyed that last episode of Talking Payroll. If you've got any comments or questions, please email them to us at podcast at ostpayroll.com.au. And look, if there's anyone that you'd love to hear on this podcast or someone that you think that I just have to interview, and maybe that's even you, please let us know by emailing podcast at ostpayroll.com.au. That's podcast at austpayroll.com.au. I'm really looking forward to having you listen again next time I'm talking payroll.